Blog Talk Radio.
I'm going to start over Facebook with Blog Talk. Good evening, everyone. We are on Facebook Live as well as Blog Talk, and I would like to say to those that's listening on Blog Talk to mute your phones if you're not speaking because this is a digital program, and we will be, hey, Dex, and we will be doing uh, this program tonight, myself and my sister, Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, we will be um, taking this program forward. Tonight I want to talk about dependable, I'm sorry, dependable. People that are dependable, you can depend on them to be there, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, financially. You, You have to know that just because a person don't show up right there, right when, doesn't mean they're not dependable because you don't know what's going on with the person. You know, a person will give you their word, but that doesn't mean they don't love you. That doesn't mean they're not going to keep their word. It just means that something came up and they may have to rearrange some things and change some things around, even if they don't give you an explanation. You don't. They don't have to do that. It may not be time at that for that to go on. It may be where they just have to talk to you about it later. If they talk to it, God may not release them to talk to you about it. But we want to talk about being dependable in the natural. But we also are going to talk about dependable uh, being dependable in the spirit realm because we know that God is dependable. He's so dependable, he gave us his only begotten son, that whoso whoso believes shall have everlasting life. We can depend on that because Jesus took the assignment. He stayed focused, and he decided that we were worth it. Back in Genesis when God said, let us make man in our image, he didn't say my image. He said our image, him, the son, and the Holy Spirit. When God said, let us make man in our image, he made us in his image that we will be worthy. You know, I was looking at a, a video today that said man broke itself when they ate from the tree of, you know, that, uh, that, that they would know the right from wrong. But God said, let us get them out of here. That so that they won't live, uh, eat from the tree of life, that they won't be broken forever. See, when we had a, 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 a way to stay before God, Adam and Eve ate the fruit. That broke the promise because they broke their they commitment, Adam's commitment to God, but I don't know if Adam told Eve or not, but she went on did it and because Adam wanted to be with Eve. He didn't trust God. He went on and followed her. That caused the promise to be broke. But God redeemed us. Jesus gave him his word that he was going to come back and redeem us. So you have to look at it like that. We can always depend on God to give us a way out. (laughs) Now it's up to us if we take it. It's up to us if we accept it. It's up to us if we receive it. Oh, Lord, y'all, I mean, so she just said the same thing. No, no, no. So you can accept some things, but you may not receive it. My sister, possibly like Dr. Cecilia um, Kaiser, always say, God, let me accept the things that you allow. See, if the things can happen, that don't mean that, you are going to be all right with it because, see, you, may, you want things to happen like that. You, we want microwave service, you know, like that um, you put the oatmeal in a bowl and you put the, uh, or some grits in a bowl and you stick it in the microwave. You want to put it on that minute and a minute and a half. No, some things that we're asking God for and we're waiting on God for is not no minute and a half wait. See, our mouth may have said it, but that doesn't mean that our heart and our mind is in a position to receive it. You know, I, I had to learn in life that situations I had been in and I've been through, 
I could not or wait on people to do it because at the end of the day, you know what they would have said. Well, you know, I made that happen for her, you know. If um, I hadn't been there, you know, that wouldn't have ever happened, girl, because I'm telling you, I make things happen. You know how people talk. But God had to put me in a place where I had to wait on him so that when everything was uh, done, when it was all over with, at the end of the day and every day since, I had to say, the glory be to God. Because if it was not for the goodness of the, of the Lord, if it wasn't for the goodness of my God, I would have never came out. I would have never made it out. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now on Facebook as well as on Blog Talk. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, you know, I could depend on God to always have my back. question is, can God depend on me to always stay focused, faithful, and on assignment? Hmm. Now, that's deep. A lot of times we don't want to talk about our part of the plan. Hmm. We don't want to talk about our part of the commitment. But my sister says to me all the time, and I, I even today, I had to say, God, help me with that. Teach me, Lord. You know, uh, because of the area we grew up in and the way we grew up, you had to speak a certain way. You had to walk a certain way. You had to act a certain way. You had to carry yourself a certain way. <clears throat> and when you've done that for all your life, you have to learn how to separate, even if you think you have. The person that's looking on the outside, on the inside, and that's always giving bad news. But she says to me, Renee, sometimes it's your tone. Mm, I'm going to stop right there to give you all the time to say hallelujah, help the Lord. Yes, it's true. It's your tone of the way you say things, or I guess my body language, my gestures. It's your tone. A lot of times what I mean and the way I say it don't look like they go together. You know how they, how they say they broke up or they separated. Don't look like they're still a couple because I can say some things, but because of my tone, it didn't come out that way. You know, so I'm learning to ask uh, God to help me where when I say something, I could depend on the spirit that I'm operating in is what's being exposed, not in the spirit that I used to be. Uh, I go, I'm going to have to turn my head on that one because, see, some of y'all got to catch that. Not the spirit that I used to be, that when I said something I meant it and when I meant what I said, when I said what I meant that you got, that's what I'm talking about. Now I have to operate in. God has touched my heart to tell you or to say this to you or to do this for you or to provide this for you, and I have to make sure my spirit is in the place where when I do those things, you can depend on me to operate in that, not on a forceful level or a threatening level. See, I didn't have some people that didn't say they would, help me this, help me with that. And the, deal, the thing is, I can depend on them. But those that came through and then those that didn't, I did not get mad at the ones that didn't because I said, you know what, I know the situation there is. Something may have came up. I don't bring it up. I don't say anything about it because one thing I do know is if they said it, I could depend that at the time they meant it. But at the same time, I could depend on knowing that they didn't do it just to be showful. They did it because they meant in their heart to really be there, you know. And, and like I said, I don't testify or talk about other people. I only tell you about myself. I love the fact that I know that God has put me in a place where I could say this about my sister. If my sister is Cecilia, Dr. Kaiser told me she's going to do something. She's going to do it. 
and I learned to depend on her many, many years ago from when we were children, that even though once we got grown, she was still there. I told her one time I needed some help because I was shopping online with Target. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have some food, some groceries delivered to my house, but I told her I didn't really know how to um, order it because I kept seeing curve pickup. I didn't know that I had to go through some other form of it. But while I was telling her what I needed and what I was trying to do, she said, are you going to be at home at such and such time? And I said, yeah, why? She said, well, I'll call you back. And when I, when she called back, she said, did your package come yet? I said, no. She said, well, hold on. At the time, the doorbell rung. I, was, I thought she was going to call me back to help me. But she ordered it for me online. Not that, not that he, she just ordered it, but she sponsored it also. See, when I say that, I'm saying it because that was not nothing I was dependent on. See, I was unaware of the dependability right there. But the fact is, my, my statement is, I could depend on her to always have my back, even when I'm not asking or I'm not aware that she sees the need. See, a lot of times people see the need in you, whether you ask or not, but when they pray about it and God tells them to bless you, you can depend on the fact that not only did God see you, God knew your need, but God, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> touched somebody's heart. That's the same as I could say about a dear friend of mine. Some, uh, last year, I was in great need. And uh, she called and said, do you have Zelle or Cash App? I said, yeah. She said, okay, can I have both of them? I gave it to her. And um, I guess I was in need. Not knowing that I could depend on somebody to ask for the fifth thing that I needed. But because I could depend on God, God touched this person hard not to just give me what I needed but to give me more, more than. And when I called to say, oh, um, you guess, I know what I did. And it just broke in my spirit that even when you don't realize that you don't know that it's true, the word is true, when you make your request known unto God and you give him thanks and you be in expectancy, see, a lot of times we get, our blessings, microwavable, microwave blessings. But sometimes we have to wait on those things. And I thank God for the times I had to wait, and I thank God for the times that it came right away, and I thank God for the times that it came unaware. Because, see, I could depend on my God saying, if I be for you, I'm more than the world against you. I could depend on my God saying, I could depend on my God saying, if you run to the tower, if you run to me, if you stay faithful and take care of my business, ah, I'll take care of yours. See, we don't understand that when we sit back, this thing right here, uh-uh, and these top two, they don't just cause curses, but they cause blessings. And they also cause stoppage. Mm. You can stop some things coming your way because of what you speak. You can speak life over situations. You can speak life into situations. You can speak life over you as well as you can speak undesirable things over you. You don't want to operate in witchcraft. You don't want witchcraft operating over you, in you, by you, with you, around you. You don't want that. But you better know that you can depend on God to send you what you need. 
if you just stay focused, stay on assignment, stay in the place that you need to be. You got to stay before God. You have to. If you want to depend on God, make sure God can depend on you. Are you doing what he told you to do? I have a friend named Kenny Jones. We grew up together, but Kenny stays, I think, in Texas now, him and his wife. And every day I could depend on Kenny Jones sending me encouragement from the word of God. And one day, matter of fact, the other day, he didn't send me one, and I texted him. I said, hey, wait, hold up. Where is my my verses? Where's my Bible verses? And he said, he texted me right back. He said, I'm so sorry. We was moving, and I forgot. He said, but I'm sorry. I'm going to send it to you. As soon as he hung up, I don't know what he was thinking, but in the middle of him moving, he stopped and made sure I got that because he had made it a habit of sending it, and I made it a habit of depending on that I was going to hear a word from the Lord because my friend Kenny was going to send it. I have another friend that I grew up with in my neighborhood called Artie Haley. Every morning, every morning I wake up. I'm sure, like Kenny, with Artie, it's a group text they send out. He says, good morning, my beautiful sister. Have a blessed day. I look forward to hearing those things because, see, that lets me know somebody thought enough of me to put me into a, a group of people. They want to send a blessing out. They want to send a message out to the thinking of you. And one morning, Artie didn't send me my blessing to say, good morning, my beautiful sister. And I asked him, where's my morning message? And he just uh, sent it. I thank God for having these friends that I know how we grew up. I know where we grew up. I know what we come from. Mm. I thank God we made it. Hey, Minister Margo, thanks for tuning in. I thank God we made it. We lived in the heart of the heart of the heart on the west side of the house. Some people call it can't get it right neighborhood. But I thank God that my friends and I was able to come out. I thank God for my family. I thank God for what he's doing because, see, one thing, if I can't depend on nothing, I could depend on God being God. Whether I accept it, whether I acknowledge it, whether I want it, or whether I tell it, I could depend on God being there for me. I have not because I ask not. But one thing I'm going to tell you all that I do, I talk to God. I ask him. And when I don't hear from him, I say, God, either you haven't said nothing yet or you haven't said anything to me where I can hear you as you are talking to me because it's so much noise. Y'all know we have noise going on in our head. Margo, what you say? You, you have it. Okay. Uh, we'll talk. And um, I know is when I get into a place where I've been uh, talking to God and I've been waiting on to hear from him, I have to say, you know, I, I got distracted looking at the text. I have to say to him, God, are you um, not talking to me right now or do you have to get this noise out of my head so I can hear you? A lot of times we don't understand that we have noise going on on our head like you hear noise outside your home. God is not going to scream. God is not going to yell. He's not going to bang on a pot or a bowl or a tin pan. He's not going to do that to get your attention. He's going to talk softly to you. You know, I always have a saying that once the doctor gives you a diagnosis, prognosis, and tell you what they want to treat you with or how they want to do after it all gets done and said, you say, okay, God, I heard what they said. But, God, what did you say? 
I go back to God. I say, God, what did you say? What are you saying, God? If you need to minister to me in my dreams, oh, God, send me confirmation, oh, Lord. Let me know. But if God don't, you know what? I still have to stay before him. I still pray. I still seek him. I've gotten to the point that I cannot be um, making moves on my own, you know, making things happen. Because, see, I've learned in life. Y'all, I ain't scared to say my age because I got so many friends didn't make it. After 62 years, I've learned, don't be anxious for nothing. Don't be trying to rush God. Don't be trying to give God no alternative because one thing you can depend on, he's an on-time God. God's going to move when he moves. God's going to move on the behalf. And if he don't move in your favor, guess what? He knew, he know from the beginning, maybe you didn't want it, because y'all know we got that testimony. When we look at some people that we wanted in our life and we wanted to be with, and we look at them now, we'd be like, oh. We say, God, I thank you for saying no. What if God had to say yes to let us go on about that, or we tried to go about it on our own? Think about where you would be. You know, they used to have a saying in the church, say, I see you, and you look much better right now. Much, you look much better in the future than you do right now. Sometimes you got to accept that when God gives you that no, you can depend it's a blessing. I'm going to take a break right there, and I'm going to ask Dr. Um, Kaiser, possibly like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, if she has a comment about uh, being dependable, being able somebody to depend on you, you know, or whatever it is she want to say. Dr. Uh, Kaiser, are you um, with me on tonight? Um, yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you talk up with just a little bit? I can hear you. Okay. I just want to say it's very important. Uh, a lot of times I hear you say, um, I'm not telling my testimony. Um, somebody else is going to tell it for me. But the key is, what are they saying? You're talking about being dependable. Are they saying that you're dependable? Mm -hmm. Are they saying that you're reliable? Are they saying that you're trustworthy? Are they saying that you're consistent? Are they saying that you're honest? Are they saying that you're sincere? Are they saying that you're steadfast? Are they saying that you are authentic? Many times we are asking God, God, I need this. God, I want that. And yet, he knows that we haven't truly been devoted to him. He knows that we haven't uh, been doing everything that we were supposed to do, but just because he loves us. And so many times people, although they may not be dependable, although they may not be trustworthy, although they may be wavering, although they may not be steadfast, God's kind of love, his unconditional love, still he's there for them. He's still answering their prayers. And that's the type of person we want to be. We want to be a person that if God says bless them, you bless them. If God says don't bless them, you don't bless them. You're willing to hear, like you said, there's a lot of static going on. There's a lot of noise going on. But when you hear God clearly, are you willing just to say, yes, Lord? Or do you battle with your own feelings? Are you battling with what you think? I love that the word says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways to acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine if God allowed me to decide who would get what, what would happen. My prayer is that not only do I accept what God allows, but I do what he allows. If he tells me, go here, go there, I do it. He tells me, do this, do that, I do it. Because I've learned that as a leader, uh, I'm going to take it uh, from the spirit realm to the natural. As a leader, I've had people that worked for me that weren't dependable. I've had people that worked for me that were deflectors and they always blamed everybody else. 
And God would tell me, you be the example of dependability. You be the example of accepting responsibility. You be the example of being consistent. Because many times, as you said, because of uh, the way we grew up and where we grew up, sometimes you want to teach people a lesson. Oh, they're not going to be dependable, and I'm not going to be dependable for them. But that's what I love about God. He'll come and say, what would Jesus do? They said crucify him, and he still took on the cross, my God. They uh, lied on him. They did everything that they could to Jesus, and yet he never wavered. And so to be Christ-like means that I'm doing what God has told me to do. I'm being like Christ, and it doesn't matter what I feel. A matter of fact, God, if my feelings don't align with what you're uh, saying, teach me. Teach me how to ask you for your will and to want to do it. Give me that attitude adjustment every time I need it. Give me that mind regulation every time I need it. Give me that heart changing uh, love every time I need it. Because people want to act like they're perfect. I have heard people say that I'm dependable, but they don't know that sometimes that dependability was something that I struggled with. And I went to God and I said, God, help me. Because I don't want to do this. Can you change my heart that I want to do this? And sometimes I didn't want to do it because that person may have hurt me. They may have, uh, you know, did something that disappointed me. But God would always remind me of things that I had did to him, and yet he was faithful. So being dependable means getting past yourself in the natural and in the spirit. That's all I have, Minister Sylvia. I thank you for sharing that with us because, as I said earlier, um, just me and you talking on today, you reminded me, um, you said, Renee, sometimes it's the way you say it. <clears throat> and I had to say I received that even though I was like, well, they should know, but as you further went on and said that it's not that they should know, it's that the way you said it, because people, a lot of times, they, they um, because I use myself, because I'm letting people know, I'm yet being delivered, and I thank God for delivering, and I thank God for giving me the heart to want to be delivered, and not the heart of uh, you can't tell me nothing. No, that's not it. I depend on my family and friends that's honestly, as uh, Dr. Sylvia just said, are people going to be honest with you for you to be honest with them to say no? Sometimes people take you as being, um, how, how you say it, Cecilia? Apostle, how did you say it? Sometimes they take you as being um, a doormat, but other times they also take you as being mean, but sometimes they don't know that you may have said what you said because your hip is hurt. You may have said it how you said it because you were really asking a question, but the way you asked the question, they didn't hear with loving kindness have I drawn you. They didn't hear the loving kindness. They heard the irritability. They heard the the pain that you're in because you didn't let them know I'm in pain. And so a lot of times when we don't understand that someone's going through something, we go off of the tone of how they said it. And sometimes that's why I'll say, are you okay? You sound a little irritable. Uh, did you mean to say it like that? But I realized that I have done that as well, where if I'm, uh, like when um, Sheila passed and I was angry at the time, I had to, while my teammates were asking me questions, I would have to ask God to help me 
because I didn't want to deflect them them because I was angry about how she died and what happened. But see, in the past, I would have said they just give what they're getting. But God is teaching me, no, you can't deflect them, people, because sometimes you're deflecting and you're not even aware of it. So when people love you for real, they'll say to you, mm, uh, are you stepping off on me for whatever reason? I'm praying for you. I love you. You know, stuff like that because they'll know that's out of character for you. Or even if that is your character, they'll say something like, something's going on with him or her. And so a lot of times we have to realize that tone mm-hmm, tone is a powerful thing. Like I told someone at work, I said, did I tell you, can you please have a seat? Or did I say, sit down? I said, both ways I asked you to have a seat, but one of them, the tone was authoritative. And I wasn't even considering you. The other ones were I was trying to be a person that said, would you like to sit down? And sometimes, depending on the atmosphere and what you're doing, um, a police officer sometimes, depending on what he or she is dealing with, can say, can you please have a seat? Sometimes that person is being combative or whatever. They have to say, sit down. So we have to adjust to whatever we're um, dealing with and know that when is it appropriate to be assertive versus when is it uh, to be with loving kindness have I drawn you? Yes, that's so true. Excuse me, that's so true because that is one of my prayers to say, okay, Lord, I know how and where I grew up and I know how and what attitude and posture I had to have. And I know um, being on the motorcycle scene and stuff like that, uh, I'm, I'm saying, Lord, I, I tell people I'm saved now. And and the thing that I'm saying is that I want the seasoned saint to, that's more seasoned than I am to say, you know what, baby, like you said, Apostle, uh, did you mean to say it like that? Because the way that came out, uh, I didn't receive it, and you wouldn't even talk to me or what. However, it's we have to be dependable on one another, because the word said, "Some plant, some water, but God gets the increase." And we have to understand that it, it, it takes a the body of Christ to keep the body in place. It it takes us uh, knowing that we don't dot every I and cross every T. We're not perfect. The Word of God teaches us that, that we're not perfect. It says only one is perfect. But we have to be in the perfect will to make sure that the body of Christ is lining up right. We have to depend on one another that if somebody says or do something, or even if the suggestion or the gestures seem like it's unchristlike, the word says you have an art with your brother, go to your brother. If that don't work, it tells you the steps to go through. But instead of just saying, oh, she's always like that, or he's always like that, stop and take a deep breath and say, well, you know what, like you said, Apostle, I could be in pain. People look on the outside, but that's why the Word of God teaches us that he look on the inside. People don't know what you're going through. People don't know what you're dealing with. Because, see, they look at the smile or the outfit or they look at whatever they see. The eyes is the mirror to the soul. You just see the outer being. You don't see the inner being. I've said it several times. Last year, and I'm going to say it again this year, I don't mean to offend anyone, but if I have, please open your mouth right then and there so we can straighten it out. It won't be like a sore, unattended, uh, and get infected because it's been set over there, set over there, and stuff didn't got in. You know, I, I want to be received. I want to be considered 
as honest. I want to be considered as dependable. I want to be considered as reliable. But if, like, for example, I broke this fingernail down into the meat. I tried to take it down to a certain part, sort of line up with the rest of it. But this thing was bothering me so bad. I said, you know what, that has to be the odd finger. I, I got to get it right. I got to start that one all over. And I use that as an example to say, if I have to start over with the way I address a situation with you or a situation I'm, that we're dealing with, I don't mind starting over because the apostle just said, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. I don't want you when you see me, your outsides are saying hi, but your insides are saying, mm, now what? Here we go again. You know, but I want to be able to express myself and say what's on my heart and mind so that you would understand how I feel. And if you take that offensively, let's work on it. Let, let me know I can depend on you to be honest with me, and I want you to understand and I want to let you know that I want you to depend that I'm going to be honest back. If we're not walking in the place where we can depend on one another, we're playing. We're playing. We're not being saved. We're being safe. We're not doing a S-A-V-E. We're doing a S-A-F-E. We plan it safe, and I'm going to go over here and pray for her. Okay, you can pray for me over there. But how about you pray for me right here, right now? Let's do it together. That way I could depend on and say, and know when you tell me you're praying for me, I know you're not playing for me. I don't know you're not P-R-E-Y-I-N-G for me either. You P-R-A-Y-I-N-G. Let, let's get it to the point where there's a shift in the spirit. There's a shift in the atmosphere. Us as saints, we got to be able to shift with it. I depend on God using this ministry and every minister, apostle, pastor, uh, prophet, elder, missionary, who's ever a part of this ministry. I depend on being dependable, knowing that when they put that word out under smile 3E, iron sharpening iron, that's what it is, the word of God. I was reading, and I went to Second Timothy, the third chapter, the 14th verse says, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. So as I'm learning the word of God because of the preachers and the teachers, I want to be assured that when they in me and I read it, the word for myself, that when I come to a place I don't understand, I'm not quite getting it, I want to know that I can depend on you sharing that knowledge with me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just like a child depends on their parents to provide for them, to do for them. We have to depend on those that have rule over us through the body of Christ. We have to depend on them saying, okay, I don't need you trying to um, – I'm not going to say I don't need you to. I'm saying it, but I, I want you to hear it in the manner because I know it's going to come off negative. But I, I don't want it to be negative. And I don't want you to find fault in everything I do. I don't want you to try to find a reason to correct me in everything I do until you pray or you enact me that you mean it like that or that you honestly need help with trying to get that over. It, 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 I want you to please, please help me help myself because I want to be saved. I don't want to be safe. I want to be saved. I want to be able to say, okay, I want to go to a comedy show. I want to go to a concert. I want to go to the movies. I want to go celebrate somebody's party. And, and knowing that you know, if you heard me say I did this thing, 
I was saved, I enjoyed myself saved, and I left that still saved because I don't want to be a sometime, kind of like some like uh, a, a nine to five, you know, like red on the, um, what was that, the five heartbeats. I don't have office hours, 24-7, 24-7, every day. I want to be saved, but I want to be able to say not only am I want to be dependable, I want to know that the circle that God has put me in, the ministry circle, is dependable. I want to know that the people that are around me are dependable. Don't get me wrong. We're going to have some people around us. We can depend that they, they ain't who they say they are, but we, we let God deal with us with that. You know, so I'm standing in a jokey matter that part. So sometimes we know we have people around, no matter what you do and you say, they're not going to be dependable. They're not going to be reliable. How they say, if they say, girl, I'm going up here and go around the corner to the right, you know, they're going to keep straight, turn around, go back, so go to the left. So let's just try to stay before God with learning how to be dependable. So at this time, I'm going to say, is it anyone on blog talk would like to have a comment or make a statement at this time? Please do so. The lines are open. I'm Minister Sylvia. This is Celia. I just want to say one other thing. Remember how when uh, we were at No Cross, No Crown, and mm-hmm. Apostle Sandra Thomas would always tell me that I was so timid. She was like, mm-hmm. You you cry about everything. You never want to tell people stuff that you think is going to hurt their feelings. And she mm-hmm. said, I'm going to ask God to give you the balance of knowing when to tell people whatever. And I was like, but can he just tell them? And she would always say, he did tell them. You told them, right? And I would always go to uh, her and the pastor friend, and I would say, well, can't you just tell them? And so I want the listeners to learn that I had to learn the balance of encouraging people and um, telling them what the word says because uh, I can't be in witchcraft where I'm trying to control people, but if the word says um, that a person um needs to do something in loving kindness. Remember how one of the pastors used to tell another leader, are you sure that was said in love? And I remember watching her for years and years and years. And I remember her, she was so, I just loved how she was able to ask people because sometimes what they were doing, it wasn't in love. But she never said it in a correcting manner. She always says, uh, are you sure that was in love? And so when I hear you saying, well, um, apostle told me this or apostle told me that, I want people to know that uh, I don't always um, tell you stuff. Sometimes I'll say read this scripture or read that scripture and let you get it for yourself and that I don't want them to think, oh, well, she's always correcting her. No, I don't. The most of the time I'm praising my sister and I'm exhorting her and uh, because I know that there are some areas where people don't recognize her in. So I make sure that I recognize her in those areas so that she can feel encouraged because people forget that who encourages their encourager, who encourages uh, the person that's the prayer warrior. We have to be able to do both because, uh, Minister Sylvia has shown us she's dependable. Sunday, Monday, Friday, whenever the Lord calls her to do something, she's dependable. And as she says, she shares testimonies and things about herself, not about other people. And she knows she can share them about me because we're we're like that. She's my Paris and I'm her London for those of you that know that story. So that's all I wanted to say. Thank you so much, Apostle. Like, 
Is there anyone else at this time? For those that um, really don't know, it was a time in my life that um, I could depend on my family where they had problems to call me. Y'all know what I mean by that. And they understood. If you wanted this done or you wanted something taken care of, call me day. She has a suggestion. But since I came on the Lord's side, it's hard for me to get my family and certain friends to understand I've changed partners. I may not say it the way that you understand because you're so used to me saying it the way that I say things. But I'm trying to, like you try to learn a different language. I'm not trying to learn Spanish or French or English. I'm trying to learn the language of love. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard me. I'm trying to learn the language of love. Amen. And it's heartbreaking to know that my family and friends, they can find a fault, but it's hard for them to find their help. I'm a saint crying out. I want to know if I can depend on you to pray for me. Because I don't want to offend the body of Christ. I don't want to offend saints. I don't want to offend anybody that's trying to live saved. Yes, God knows who and what I was when he called me. But I need you to go to the throne also to pray, God, teach me the language of love. Because I don't want to continue to be misunderstood. Because when it's all said and done, I don't want nobody setting up lying over me. I don't want nobody sitting out there saying, well, I hope she made it in. I'm going to make it in. Because if you don't, God knows, I'm asking you, God, teach me how to love what you love. Teach me how to have God bless you, Minister. Teach me. Go ahead, Margot. Okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't sure if you could hear me. I, I wasn't no, I sure what was going on. Um, we couldn't hear you at first. Go ahead. All right. Well, God bless you, um, Minister Sylvia. I just wanted to add, and I just wanted to say from my experience with you, growing up with you, seeing you grow up, that you know the language of love, my dear. You have lived it your life. You have lived an authentic life. And as far as being dependable and what you say, I've only ever heard you be honest and be yourself and be unapologetically Sylvia, what we call Renee, and know that you're going to come, you're going to come just from your heart. You're going to say what you believe. And now that you have adjusted how you're walking, adjusted your focus, you're just going to remain faithful to being the person God created you to be, upright, honest, open, ready to say what you believe. And even if you're not understood, if you're misunderstood, you're coming from a good place. You always have. You always have. So I'm not sure what's going on. I'm hearing some feedback. But I simply want you to know that I love you, that I appreciate you, I respect the life that you have lived. You have been honest before your family as far as I'm concerned. And I feel like what you're doing now is just more of an example of your ability to be who God 
created you to be, to stand and know that you're going to speak truth, you're going to speak it in love, and if you're misunderstood, all you can do is say, God knows what you meant, and that those who are, as you said, seasoned saints, sometimes they need to get out of their own way (laughs) and realize that God does things his way, and his ways are far above ours. So just be encouraged. Know that I love you, appreciate you, and that you have been more than dependable to this ministry, and that God is smiling at his daughter on tonight. Be blessed. Thank you so much. Thank you, Minister Margo. Thank you so much. Is there anyone else? Okay, we want to thank you all that tuned in on tonight. All of you all that said something, typed something, or just tuned in. I'm sorry, I couldn't get my... Hello? Go ahead. Yeah, I apologize. I couldn't get my phone off mute. Uh, I I couldn't add nothing. I know it's uh, time we under the time constraint. I couldn't add anything to what Mr. Margot said except I, I pray that I speak your language back to you. And I have always appreciated you and respected you as well. I love you to life. And you, and uh, she hit it right on the head. You have always been above, and you, you walk it like you talk it. And I love you. Thank you, Randy. Thank you so much. I just want to chime in, too, if I could, that I uh, really uh, love and appreciate this format or this forum uh, for presentation of the Lord's work and for the faithful presentation of it week after week. And uh, it's always been edifying, uplifting, and truthful. And that's what I love about it, uh, Minister Sylvia. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Elder Ron. Is there anyone else? Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for um, making comments because one thing I could say that even in the world before I got saved, I love, I love hard. When I love my family, my friends, I love you. Even before I got saved, I would say I love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you could do about it because that's what's in me. Um, I'm just making sure that I let people know that a lot of times people think that being saved means we got it all together. We don't do no wrong. We don't. We go without want. People always say, well, I, I got to get myself together before I can go to church. You will never be together. You will never get it together because that's not your job. That's God's job. And even when you get saved, you still have to stay before God daily to stay on assignment and stay focused. And when you feel something, been told something from other saints or somebody, period, take it to God. Make sure it's okay. I thank God for today. I thank God for this ministry. I thank God for just allowing me to be me because when I be honest about myself, somebody else have walked in them shoes or they're walking in the shoes or they're going to. Don't be ashamed to ask for help. Don't be ashamed to want to be considered, as Apostle had taught us earlier, to be reliable, to be honest, to be dependable where other people will see you as that. And, yes, like she says, you hear me talk about her a lot. Yes, because that's my, we're London and Paris. I protect my parents. I protect her. That's me. But I I will move a, a car to get to over there to protect London. And I know God has put that in me concerning her, and I know he's going to do the same thing with me concerning his word, teaching it to the people. But I said that to say this. When you have someone like that that wants to make sure you know, 
She don't always tell me. She would say, read it for yourself. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I'll be like, I really understand that. What, what should I get out of that? Because like I said, it'd be noise going on upstairs. It'd be static in our head because we want to do it this way, that way, knowing it should be done another way. You may have to get it broke down to even the Bible give you footnotes. So you have to understand that we have no excuse. We have to be dependable that the word of God was, is going to not just help other people, but it helps us also. So we thank you all for joining us on tonight. I hope somebody got something out of tonight's lesson. Um, if you want to plan into the ministry on tonight, you can cash out me at dollar sign, capital S, Sparkle, 750. Um, I would like to know if you would like to come back on this Friday night for ministry with Prophet Antoine Thomas at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Prophet Antoine Thomas will be our minister for that night. I will be his co-host. Um, Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have our very own apostle, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. Uh, she will be bringing forth the word Sunday morning. If you come back next Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can um, hear our very own servant pastor, uh, Troy Thomas. He will be bringing forth the word. I want you to all to know this. We love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Know this. God is dependable. God is dependable. Amen, everybody. Good night.